What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from Off Guard, and I've got some exciting news. Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi, is officially moving to our own podcast feed. We are now dropping two shows every week. Me and Pasha go way back and talk so much hoops already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on these conversations. Every week, Pasha and myself will hit on the biggest stories happening around the league. Tap into the show twice a week on our new Off Guard feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler and visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Let's roll, baby. It's a Monday edition of East Coast Bias. The boys on remote. JJ down in Miami, Florida. Houses. I don't even know where house is at. He's going to have to explain. And we got Raheem in his usual whereabouts as we get you ready for two Monday night football games with the Green Bay Packers and the New York Giants. I will be in attendance for the Miami Dolphins laying the lumber against Will Levis and the Tennessee Titans. But fellas, we got to recap what was a glorious Sunday for the three of us. We all hit our wisest wager. Raheem was all over it with Chicago taking down Detroit. House threw out that team total with Dallas. Dallas was never in doubt against the Philadelphia Eagles. And I end up cashing with the Buffalo Bills taking care of business against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I guess, House, from a narrative standpoint, I'll let you kind of take the lead on this. Week 14 Sunday, the biggest takeaway, the biggest standout that you have in your mind, what would it be? Wow. The biggest takeaway, I guess, um, is how competitive the AFC is and how many teams, you know, remain in 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 the uh, mix for p- playoff positioning. And I think for me personally, I've kind of reset my order of who I think um, are the genuine contenders in the AFC. And 
The three teams, now your team is one of them, JJ, and we'll see if they take care of business tonight. I'm going to hold my nose and lay the number tonight just to get out uh, ahead of ourselves a little bit. But it's your team. It's the Buffalo Bills who I think can beat anybody in the AFC. What we've seen from them these last um, handful of weeks and you know what they've done in terms of acquisitions on the defensive side after all the injuries. Douglas has been playing well. Um, they got another uh, uh, little bit of re- return of health. Um, we'll see how hurt Mike Hyde is, but, um, offensively, you know, if they had a very weird, uh, game against the chiefs last night and still we're right there. I mean, you know, uh, uh, um, Stefan Diggs ended up with a weird f- finishing stat line, but as long as you have Josh Allen, uh, and he's upright and he said going into this chiefs game, that this is as healthy as he's felt at this point in the season. That's a good thing. I really think this bills team, um, is built for it. And then my third team, and you you prepare to laugh, I think the Cleveland Browns at home. Now, they're not going to have any home playoff games. Whoa! But, Whoa. but the Cleveland Browns Cleveland? at home, they could beat anybody. There's nobody in the AFC that I think can go into Cleveland and I would say, oh, look out, you know, uh, the, the, the Cleveland's really in for it. There is definitely something about the way that their defense plays at home and fellas, this Joe Flacco situation is a gosh darn revelation. He's an adult. He makes good decisions. Now, look, he's going to make mistakes because, you know, that's the nature of the beast. He doesn't have the same arm strength. He doesn't have the same mobility as earlier in his career. But when you see a mature adult decision maker, a guy who's going through progressions, making the right call, getting the ball in the right direction. It's kind of a, a, a eye opener when you compare it to watching, you know, folks like Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins or Aiden O'Connell or, you know, down the line with all of the backups that are playing. There is definitely something about Flacco's poise. that's kind of a eye opening. So those are the three teams in the AFC. Everybody else is like, nah, you know, Baltimore can't trust him. Chiefs can't trust him. Um, Pittsburgh out of the playoffs. Colts, I think, out of the playoffs. So I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, the, good on the Bengals for for hanging in there. But the AFC to me is the more interesting of the two conferences. Dream, and that's kind of my takeaway from yesterday. My takeaway is that both teams from the Super Bowl last year are going through a hangover. And neither one of them are going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. When you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, the one thing that I've noticed about this team this year, unlike the previous incarnations of these Chiefs teams with Patrick Mahomes, they can't overcome down and distance. If they get a holding penalty, if they get a negative yardage play on first or second down, they're going to either end up punting or it's a turnover on downs. And you saw it yesterday. After they had that call turned back, where they scored a touchdown, it was a a magnificent play. You get pushed back five yards. They just don't have the receivers to be able to overcome down and distance, and it puts them behind the eight ball. So this is the second game this year where you saw all they needed was a field goal. If you go back to that Lions game in week one, that was a dead giveaway. They were down one. They needed a field goal. They're at the 50-yard line, and they can't get 10 to 15 yards. So 
this Chiefs team is in, in trouble. And you look at the rest of the AFC landscape, the Miami Dolphins, they have a, a point differential of plus 118. The Buffalo Bills, they're 7-6 with a point differential of 104. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs, their point differential is plus 64. And they're 8-5 and five this season. And right now, with the way they're playing and the way the Denver Broncos are playing, the Denver Broncos can win that div- division. So the Chiefs are really in trouble. They're going to have to go on the road and win a playoff game with these receivers. So I, I just don't see it happening. And, and I'm with you there, Dream. And, and I think we've noticed this now with Kansas City, especially when they fall behind in these games. When Mahomes would normally be at his best, he'd be the conductor, he'd be finding a way to make it happen in the fourth quarter. Think about a couple of these games they've played. The Packer game. I know they didn't get the pass interference call. He can't pull it out late. The Detroit game, all the way back in week one. I know Kadarius Tony couldn't catch the football, but they couldn't pull it out late. This Buffalo game. And isn't it grand the Chiefs, who got handed a Super Bowl by officials a year ago, they are the same team now belly aching in the high heavens. I thought they made damn fools of themselves yesterday from Mahomes, from Tony, to all those guys bitching and moaning after the game. Your dude was offsides. You lost. I don't want to hear it. Go and deal with it. Um, the Chiefs are at plus 750, Raheem, to go and win the Super Bowl. And the crazy thing about it is this is the highest we've seen this number for Kansas City in quite a while. But to your point, Raheem, I wouldn't want to get invested with the Chiefs. I know you're probably getting the best of the number. I still think they'll win the division when it's all said and done because their schedule is just caked down the stretch. They have New England. Um, they have the Raiders. They're going to get the Chargers. They're, they're, they're going to win the AFC West. But I do think for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career, he's going to have to win road playoff games. It's not that he's incapable. It's that this chief offense doesn't have the firepower, I think, to go and get themselves through this AFC. If you had a look at one of the two, though, Chiefs, Eagles. I know you're down on both. If you're going to tell me right now, one of them finds a way to get back to Vegas, who would have the better chance to do so, in your opinion? I'm going to say it's the Chiefs. I think the Eagles are really, really in trouble. And at least the the, the Chiefs, they're, they're playing up to their point differential. You look at the Eagles team, they're 10-3 and three with the, a point differential of a team that's won seven games. And this defense is an absolute mess. And they can't stop a nosebleed. Like you look at last night, it almost felt like the Cowboys left points on the board. And they did. They didn't score offensive. They didn't, they didn't score offensive touchdown. And you look at Brian Johnson. And I'm from Philadelphia. I am a Cowboys fan, but Philadelphians hate Brian Johnson. And you could see the loss of Shane Steichen when you watch that offense. And Jalen Hurts right now, he doesn't look like the same guy. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. The Eagles are going to be one and done. They are not winning a playoff game at all. Wow. I would dream. Like, I'm going to be the first. I'm going to be the I first w- to tell you. So, so I want to pick up on this because my answer to JJ's question would have been the Eagles. And the reason why I think the Eagles have still some opportunity to kind of flip the script is because the games they have remaining on their schedule are such that, you know, it's two games against the Giants. It's the Cardinals and the Seahawks. That's what the Eagles have left. And 
We know now because of this 18-week, 17-game schedule that the NFL season's a marathon, not a sprint. And a four-game, full-month kind of sample size, an opportunity to, you know, maybe get healthy a little bit, maybe experiment a little bit. I mean, the stretch of games that they just went through, two games against the Cowboys, the Bills, the uh, um, the 49ers, it was an absolute gauntlet. And you could tell watching last night, they just, it's they've just been beat up. I mean, that defense doesn't have any of the speed um, that, the, that they had earlier in the season. And it's a function, I think, of like how much time they've been on on the football field, like time of possession, plus snaps, plus overtimes, like all that stuff ultimately, you know, is playing a role for the Eagles. I think they may yet get right. And they have the talent. That's the thing about it to me. Now, your observation around the play calling is, you know, on the money. And, you know, there, there something has to change there because you can't look at all the weapons that they have and see these anemic offensive performances and countenance that, of course, they're up against good defenses, but you know, they should look better after watching what Seattle did to that Dallas defense on Thursday night, you know, 10 days ago, we expected a little bit more uh, uh, of a uh, vibrant kind of pass attack out of the Eagles. Just didn't get it. Didn't see it at, at all. Um, but I still think that the Eagles have a chance to flip their script. I think the chiefs to your observation have an institutional problem, which is, they didn't do anything to fix their receiver situation and they can't overcome it. it, it, it they're, they're busted. They can't do anything about it until the offseason. I'm sure they will come offseason, JJ, but they can't do anything until the offseason. Yeah, and a year ago, it didn't hurt the Kansas City Chiefs because they found a way to win a Super Bowl with Kelsey playing great, with Pacheco playing great, and the fact that they were able to get the number one seed. AFC much better this time around. I don't think Kansas City's playing in the Super Bowl when it's all said and done. Um, and House, when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, I said this a week ago, and I understand there are questions about the head coach. There are questions about the intestinal fortitude of that team. The Buffalo Bills, to me, when I go through the grouping of those wild card teams in the AFC, and there are a bunch right now. There are 10 zillion, seven and six, six and seven teams trying to get those last three spots. If I'm one of the big boys in the AFC, that is the last team I want coming into my building. And Buffalo now, with this Kansas City win, if they just find a way to go 3-1 and one down the stretch, House, if they're 3-1 and one down the stretch and they get to 10 wins, they're going to the playoffs. I'm going to be cashing that bet, and that 3-1 to one bet we were talking about a few weeks ago is going to be a winner. They are going to get in, and they're going to be the team that you say, oh, smokes, holy shit, we got to deal with this team. That's a problem. I totally agree with you. I think exactly that's exactly how it's going to play out. And they host the Cowboys this upcoming week. And, you know, I, I think that's a pretty even matchup. And then they finish the season with Chargers, Patriots and Dolphins. And who knows whether or not it's important for the Dolphins. You know, we'll, we'll know going into that game what the story is. But, you know, Chargers and Patriots are both wins. So. I, I really like the Bills situation. I told you I was going to take a taste of that plus 320 when we talked about it last week. I did so. I'm happy to have done so. Did you end up putting anything on the Bills Super Bowl? Because right now they're 22 to 1, and you could have you could have got them I as did. high as 50 to 1. Uh, now, I hope I don't cash this ticket, full disclosure, because there's <laughs> certain rooting allegiances that I have that would uh, – 
probably make that problematic. Uh, I did grab 50 to one um, because it was just way too good a number, Raheem. And if they end up making the postseason, they're probably going to be in that 12, 14, 15 to one range. Now, listen, we'll see what happens with Buffalo this week against Dallas. It's still going to be a monumental climb, even though Tony Romo was talking about the possibility of them winning the division. I That still seems a little far-fetched with them losing to the Jets and them losing to uh, the New England Patriots, and that would mean Miami would really have to go in the tank over the next couple of weeks. But again, if Buffalo's a wild-card team, they're going to be dangerous. Raheem, you know, there are certain teams this time of year that were awful at the beginning of the year, and now it's like you got them at a the wrong time. Is it crazy to say the pick and your wisest wager of last week? The Chicago Bears now are the team you do not want to play. Fields has gained confidence. Their defense is playing better. Look at what they just did to Detroit. I think if you're a contending team and you got Chicago coming up on a schedule in the next couple of weeks, that's a problem for you. They're a dangerous, dangerous team despite their 4-8 record. Yeah, they're very dangerous. And, you know, Bill said this in our group chat, but you almost have to wonder if it's worth it for Chicago to trade those picks and build around Fields because Fields actually looks competent now, despite the fact that the coaching staff isn't really where you want it to be. So this is a dangerous squad, and they have the Browns and the Packers who are chasing playoff spots coming up. So those aren't gimmies. So I I agree with you 100%. Now... AFC is going to be interesting. You're going to have a bunch of teams in the mix. The NFC, I think we're going to have even more of a better look and a better feel for how these playoffs are shaking out once Monday Night Football concludes. That's what we're going to do when we come back. We got two Monday Night Football games to handicap. And listen, there's a certain team that I might need to lose just for one of my playoff bets. You know, And there's one game... uh, I ended up covering, I can't complain, but I was feeling really, really frisky about this team cashing a ticket for me. All right, we got two Monday Night Football games to break down right after this. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. 
When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, we got two Monday Night Football games to break down. We will have an SGP for Tommy DeVito's New York Giants taking on Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Um, You want to check that out on the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, page. Guys, if there's one thing that bothered me about yesterday, Raheem, it was a great Sunday. Wisest wager hit, underdog hit. Felt like every second week I gave out picks on my New York, New York pod. I went 5-0 and for the second straight week. So I really, I, I'm not going to complain at Bellyache. But I'm thinking about the one seed for the Dolphins watching that Ram-Raven game. And that was the game of the day, in my opinion, at 1 o'clock. Twists and turns, all sorts of craziness, what have you. The Rams 450 playoff bet. I'm like, man, if they could ever get this game, I'm going to be sitting that much more pretty with this particular outcome. I I know it was a loss for the Rams. I know it was a missed opportunity for the Rams. Uh, And that hurts. But at the same time, Raheem, I feel great about that 450 ticket. They went to Baltimore. They almost won the game. They got a favorable schedule down the stretch. I think the Rams are getting themselves to nine wins, and they're going to be a playoff team. I really do. Yeah, I, I agree. And I would have loved if Minnesota had actually lost that game against the Raiders. That would have been perfect for us. But when I was watching that game, Matthew Stafford looked absolutely incredible. And I could see him going in there and beating anybody at this point. Anybody except San Francisco because San Francisco owns them. But you look at Cooper Cup, he looked the healthiest he's looked all year. And for them to carve up that Ravens defense on the road in bad weather, it says a lot about this team. So I really like the Rams to make the postseason. And I'm glad we gave out the Rams at plus 420 a couple of weeks ago. How's that schedule? Commanders, you expect them to win that game at home. Saints. I've seen enough of the Saints. They stink. That's a game they should win. At the Giants, and then they play San Francisco the last week of the year, and the San Francisco, dare I say, have everything wrapped up, where maybe San Francisco says, eh, we don't need this one. We're going to get an additional bye week. I think minimum we're talking about 3-1 and one for Los Angeles in that stretch of games. I do. So I'm right there with you boys on the Rams. That was an incredible performance on the road at Baltimore. And look, if we're being honest, there were at least two blocks in the back on that punt return. I mean, nobody sat down and really the, the guy, everybody wanted to get the hell out of there, including the referees. But man, if you look at that thing, guys were flying by that, that punt returner, but congrats to Baltimore for holding on. As for the Rams, they're, they're crazy impressive. My only concern with them is their last game of the season against San Francisco. I think the one seed in the NFC could still be a jump ball. And if it's a jump ball, then that's a bummer for the Rams. But I like the Rams way more than I like the Vikings. And I like the Rams way more than I like the Seahawks. So let's go Rams. All right, guys. Now, the Rams are rooting against a certain team on Monday night. And that's going to be our first game. Green Bay as a six-point favorite against the New York Giants. This line has moved down a half point. Green Bay is not going to have Christian Watson. We know how great he has been in making big plays for Jordan Love over the last couple of weeks. And, guys, I don't love this spot for Green Bay. Green Bay had this big win on Thanksgiving against the Lions. They had an even bigger win maybe on Sunday Night Football against Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. 
in theory, it has let down spot written all over it. The problem I run into here with this particular game, Raheem, is I just keep waiting for the reckoning for Tommy DeVito and the Giants. They are not a great offensive team. Uh, they beat Washington, a game in which they forced five turnovers. They barely beat New England in one of the most gross games you're going to see uh, the weekend after Thanksgiving. So I, I kind of feel as if the reckoning is coming, but I don't feel comfortable laying six points in this game with the Packers. The way I look at this game is I think the Giants keep it close. I think Green Bay kind of wins something ugly, 21-17, 24-20, something along the lines uh, of that standpoint. I would take the Giants plus the points, but I don't feel great about it. Where do you stand on Packers-Giants tonight? I'm pretty much in the same place as you. And, you know, you look at this Packers team, this is an unfamiliar role for them. It's one thing when you're covering as an underdog and you're you're catching points, you're catching six points against the Chiefs, you're catching eight and a half points against the D Detroit Lions, you're catching three points against the Chargers. But it's a different situation when you have to come back and lay six. So I think the market has caught up to this team and who they are. I mean, we know that they're one of the best teams in the NFC right now with the way they're playing. But like you said, Christian Watson is not playing. We already know Jair Alexander, he might not play. You look at Aaron Jones, he might not play. So I don't want to lay six points with this team. I think you kind of have to hold your nose and take the Giants. But personally, I'm staying off of it. Yeah, you guys have laid out uh, all of the right um, considerations for the risk associated with this. Um, so there's no scenario under which I, I lay the number. My conviction on this game really runs to the total. It's sitting at 37. We saw the bad weather um, in New York yesterday. It impacted that Jets uh, Texans game. It wasn't as ferocious as, as some anticipated, but there's still wind in the forecast up there in New York tonight. And so my inclination would be to play the under and the way that I'm going to do that is go ahead and parlay it with the Green Bay money line because uh, reminder, uh, LaFleur still undefeated in December. Unbelievable. Matt LaFleur doesn't lose in December. So it's a December Packers game. Packers on the money line. Parlay that with the under. It's plus 139 on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. A little positive uh, return on investment, maybe. I, I don't hate it, Raheem. That total super low. Yeah, it really is. One thing I want to add about this is that the Packers are 23rd in defensive DVOA against the run. And we might not trust Tommy DeVito as a quarterback, but Saquon Barkley should be able to get off in this spot. So I would probably be looking at some Saquon Barkley props. I think that lends itself towards an under if you're going to have a lot more running and you don't have Christian Watson in. So I think I would probably look to Saquon Barkley props. I would probably look towards the Giants. And I think I agree with House on the under. I like it. Uh, we may have to incorporate some Saquon Barkley into our SGP, whether it's yours, maybe to score a touchdown. Like the sound of that. Okay, we're not done, fellas. We have a second Monday night game. I will be in the building. And no, I won't be in my backyard in New York City or at the Meadowlands. I will be in South Florida in Miami Gardens. The Dolphins laying a massive number against the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are not going to have Jeffrey Simmons. The Tennessee Titans just lost a heartbreaker to Indianapolis last week. Miami, we know the deal with McDaniel and Tua. When they're at home, they are a cover machine. They are a wagon. They have not lost a game to a bad team all season. But House, it is an overinflated line. 
you kind of hinted at this. You're holding your nose, even though it's at 13 and a half at minus 120 on FanDuel. And I'm not going to be surprised. Come kickoff. If you get 14 on FanDuel, you like the Dolphins laying the lumber, don't you? Well, it only because when the Dolphins win, they win by margin. Six of their nine wins, I believe, have been by 14 points or more. And for a stretch there at home, they were going out and laying the lumber. They were winning by at least 14 points a game. Now that streak came to an end against the, uh, the Raiders, but what we saw out of this Dolphins team on defense over the last two weeks, absolutely throttled Washington defensively. I think the Dolphins, that's where the margin is going to come from. I also don't really love laying 13 and a half, uh, and that's not the way I'm going to play it. But I do think defensively, what the Dolphins can do to Levis, this is another one. The total's 46 and a half. I can easily get to a, you know, a, a 31 to, to 10, a 31 to, you know, uh, uh, 13. And that's a dominant Dolphins performance. That's an under and they cover. That's not crazy talk to me, fellas. I'm going to go with the Dolphins team total over. And when you look at this, this Titans defense, they can't stop anybody. And you, you mentioned the JJ already mentioned that Jeffrey Simmons is out of this game. That's one of their best defenders. But you look at last week's game against the Indianapolis Colts. They gave up 31 points. They gave up 355 yards of offense. Gardner Minshew threw for 300 yards passing. He had two turnovers. So what is Tua going to do at home with Tyreek Hill against this secondary? And you saw in overtime, they got him behind the sticks and they just threw the bomb. And it was just like, they, there's nobody in this secondary who's going to be able to slow down Tyreek Hill. So I think the Dolphins can name their score. I don't, I don't think you make your living laying th- 13 and a half in the NFL, but this should be a game where the Dolphins should be able to put up 35, 40 points if they want to. So I am a little concerned that the Titans might not push them. And, you know, maybe the Titans are going to look to run the ball and shorten the game, but I still think the Dolphins should be able to put up 30 points in this game. The over their team total was 29 and a half. So that's where I would go with. All right, I like the team total. And these Tyreek Hill props are ridiculous now. To score a touchdown, he's basically minus two to one. Outrageous. The yardage is outrageous. But the reality is the Dolphins are making sure that he's on his way to 2,000 yards. So he is the utmost priority for them. It feels like game after game. And, you know, if you're going to see Mike Vrabel, let's say, who is a good defensive coach. I know they don't have talent on defense. I know they're missing guys uh, and they've had a bad year. Vrabel might say going in this game, we're putting two or three guys on Tyreek Hill. And I might look to some Jalen Waddle props where maybe Mr. Waddle is going to have some one-on-one coverages and maybe he is going to go and feast against the Tennessee Titans where they say, hey, listen, we're putting everybody at Tyreek Hill. We're not going to let Tyreek Hill go for 200 yards against us. He might anyway, but we're going to try not to. I wonder if that opens things up here for a Jalen Waddle game. So the boys... Expect a margin win for the Miami Dolphins. It's just a question of whether or not they'll cover 13 and a half or 14. That's always a tough number to hit in the NFL. Uh, Dream, you don't love the over-under in this game? No feel? Um, no, it's, 
my biggest thing is I don't want to have to worry about the Titans offense. Like, I, I just think we look at this Titans defense. They've played the 24 rank schedule of opposing offenses. So I feel very confident in Miami. I'd rather just isolate that than, you know, have to deal with what the Titans are going to do. Fair enough. No point for you on the total, correct, House? I don't know. I, I like the, the under again. I'm going to play the exact same way. I'm going to play the Dolphins on the money line and under 46 and a half because I can't get uh, oh, you want that plus money. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's right around even. Uh, so that's the way I'm going to play it. Fair enough. All right. Some quick look ahead. So remember, we'll have an SGP for Packer Giant Monday night. Two games going on same time. Uh, good luck multitasking. Get that second TV ready to go. Um, look aheads. We'll do that for week 15, maybe an NBA play before we say goodbye. Uh, Raheem, is there a look ahead that you've already fired on for next Sunday or for Saturday where we got three games? So, obviously, we have a lot of quarterback injuries right now. Right now, you're looking at 14 teams with <laughs> with the backup quarterback. So, that kind of makes things a lot uh, like pretty difficult. Um, I think one of the ones that stand out for me right now are the Buffalo Bills against the Dallas Cowboys. I kind of want to sell high on that that Cowboys team. Buy the Bills here just because it feels like they're in a must-win situation. So that's where I'm leaning right now. But I haven't really played anything. I know there's going to be a lot of people on that Chargers Raiders under this week. I think it was 34. It's down to 33 and a half right now. Obviously, Easton Sticks is in. Justin Herbert is out. And you got two backup quarterbacks. So I'm leaning that direction. I haven't played it, though. Has you fire on anything yet? Of course. I immediately scan the card and try and find uh, the teaser that I like the best. I have one that jumped off the page at me. It will not last. So if you're listening to this on Monday and you can get there, do it. Dolphins 12 and a half over the Jets at home. I'm, I, I could tease them right down to six and a half which I like. And then I could tease the Rams as six and a half point favorites down to half point favorites. I knew you were favorites. teasing the Rams. I knew it. I <laughs> well, knew it. I mean, that was a given. You know, that was I the lock see of my, all locks. You know what's, what's, what's going on there. They have to win. It's a must win. It's not like the C words are going to send, you know, pack the, the stadium with, with the uh, Washington fans. And uh, you know, the, the I, I like it. So all we're doing, asking the Rams to do is, is win. So Dolphins six and a half, Rams by a half. That that's the two legs to the tease that I like so far. Listen, I love the Rams. They will be teased. They will be played with everything this week. There's no way in the world the commies are beating them. Uh, I even feel good about six and a half. I think that'll be a margin victory for them. Uh, and the other game, fellas, I'm keeping an eye on. I think Denver getting the points against Detroit is super appetizing and super spicy. The Lion defense just stinks. It has been absolutely exposed over the last few weeks. And Denver, they got their juju going in a big way. So I'm seeing four in the marketplace. I like four in the marketplace. That's one I got my eye on. And we'll have a lot more on that on East Coast Bias later on this week. Uh, Boys, quickly, before we say goodbye, NBA now back in action, in-season tournament done. As we look ahead this week, Raheem, I I don't know if you have a lot of plays you like for Monday night. But in general now, is there an angle that you're looking to now that this in-season tournament has ended, now that the regular season is picking back up? Are there obvious certain trends that we should be aware of? Maybe some teams to fade or maybe some teams to back. Uh, How do you feel like you're going to approach this week from an NBA perspective? I don't know if there is like a necessarily an angle. I think, you know, this is just regular season basketball. So you 
like right now, everybody has had three plus days off. So there's no real situational spots except for this one. You're looking at the Indiana Pacers. They're traveling on the road to take on the Detroit Pistons. They just played an in-season tournament. This Pistons team hasn't won. <laughs> they haven't won in like a month. So I think it's a good spot to take the Pistons at plus seven and a half. It's ugly. It doesn't look good. But if there's a spot where they should be able to perform, they're at home, keep this game close. I think it's this one. Neesmith should be out. This Pacers team doesn't have a lot of size. We know they, the Lakers kind of dominated them on Saturday night. Big letdown spot for the Pacers here. So I think the Pistons keep it close tonight. So that's where I'm looking. And then I also I like, like the Miami Heat. I like the Miami Heat plus three and a half tonight. So those two stand out for me. I probably have some totals. If I have some totals, I'll post them on Twitter. But those are the two that really stand out. How's anything you like tonight? I'm looking at totals on just on the point that Dream made, which is all that extra rest. And the one game that I have circled is Philadelphia against the the, the Washington Izzards. You can't put a W in front of Wizards because there aren't no W's here in Washington. But uh, that number is in like the, the, the 244 range. Washington absolutely positively cannot and, and refuses to play defense against Joel Embiid. He's had a 50 burger on him last time they went out. I, I mean, I look, there's no number that's high enough, uh, especially with, with rest for, for these Sixers. I, I like the over in that game. Uh, if there's one I'm keeping an eye on, guys, the Knicks, who are going to be without Mitchell Robinson now for the next couple weeks. Big blow to them defensively. We saw the difference with Mitch, without Mitch. I think that's problematic for them. I know they beat up on bad teams. They have not done well against great teams this year. I don't like the spot for them against Toronto tonight. That line has already moved down a full point. I think Toronto, who's had some success against the Knicks, I think they keep that game close. I would, and I'm holding my nose. I won't do it. It's against my team. I think Toronto plus the points, a good wager tonight against the Knickerbockers. All right, boys. Uh, House, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, I hope the office is treating you well. I hope you're not getting into trouble like me when I'm in the office yelling and screaming. You're not as loud as I am, so you should be okay. I'm in a conference room, downtown Washington, D.C. They're used to it. There's a lot of lobbyists down here, JJ. You get yelling from all quarters, buddy. Nice. All right. I, I, I fit right in then. So, all right, boys, we'll see you on Wednesday. We'll have a loaded East Coast bias coming your way Thursday morning, FanDuel TV. Looking ahead to week number 15, the home stretch here in the NFL season. Check out that SGP on FanDuel Sportsbook for Raheem House. JJ signing off. Good job, Oregon Warrior. We're back Thursday morning. Be good, everybody. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 100 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or Visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 109 within Indiana, 100-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 100gambler.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org, or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.
This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 